help me. Welcome back to the show. Deputy Director of Political and Community Affairs and former Special Assistant to Secretary Ross, Deputy Political Director, 2016 RNC Convention, C.J. Jordan. Welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. Is it time now in America for men and women to have the kind of courage that uh, was necessary in the 60s to get done what's needed to be done in this nation today? Talk to us. It absolutely is that time for them to have that courage. And that courage is not necessarily staying with the status quo and staying with the Democratic Party. You know, my grandfather always, you know, taught me, you know, uh, this phrase about uh, bullshit, you know, walks and Um, stay with somebody who gives to talk. Yeah. And so... And when we're talking about comparing, you know, Joe Biden's record with the things that President Trump has done the last three and a half years, there's no comparison with that. Um, Whether you say, you know, and I know he didn't have a chance to do the follow up on those things. But when you look at the president's record, I had the privilege and honor to serve the American people in his administration at the Department of Commerce. The president has been a champion since, you know, his first budget passing on the support of Minority Business Development Agency, for those folks who don't know what that is, it is the premier and the only federal agency that is designed to promote black and brown, Hispanic, Asian, Native American um, businesses in the country. And it was established under Richard Nixon by my mentor, the legendary Bob Brown, um, who was special advisor to Nixon um, during the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King and the riots that subsequently um, sprung up across the nation. So when you look at the fact that we have today uh, over 42 African-Americans who serve in Congress and from the 1968 riots, our urban centers have been in decay, and we've had black representation since the 1970s. That is a problem that we have, and the only person that has you know, admitted that there is a problem, they dislike the problem, is Donald Trump. He's speaking truth to power, but he's also putting money behind it to solve those problems, systemic problems that black Democrats always talk about. They talk about systematic racism. Well, we haven't been in charge of those cities, and we are putting money in those cities to bring them back to what they were um, prior to those assassinations. But when black businesses, you couldn't walk down the street, you couldn't go to a church without seeing streets lined with prosperous black businesses, whether they were cleaners, corner stores, seamstress, um, a plethora of black-owned doctor's office that might not have been large, but they line the streets of our inner cities, dentists, yeah. you know, dress shops, and, and all of those. You know, CJ, you make a, a very, very, very good point. And, I, and you and I, and, and full disclosure, folks, uh, both CJ and, and myself, CJ Jordan is my special guest, and we're going to uh, get you the information on how to get in touch with her on this Wise Woman Wednesday, uh, perfect guest to have on. Uh, you know, CJ, as I look at uh, your body of work, and folks, uh, you you must know this, but she and I are both black conservatives in this country. We've worked uh, for the Republican GOP 
uh, in our own right, and her body of work is absolutely amazing. But this is what I want to, 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 for you to talk to us about now, and that is the, um, the, the original home of, of our people politically in this country was the Republican Party. Uh, how is it that the systemic uh, racism card is being so effectively played then, CJ, on us who came out of politically? The, the, what happened? Tell us where that fork in the road came. Well, that really fork in the road came, you know, after, you know, President Eisenhower um, and really going into the 60s, you know, the late 60s, early 70s, um, when there was really a change. And even though we had this discord, even when Nixon was in office, um, most people forget Nixon had over 500 African-American political appointees, the most that any Republican had had up to that date, where we got astray in that piece, like I said, after Eisenhower and then you had Kennedy in that little short period of time. You know, it was the 1964 Civil Rights you know, Act and those movements. We had a shift. And unfortunately, when we had that policy shift, those Southern Democrats got involved in the Republican Party. The Northern Republicans didn't know how to fully address. But again, what folks didn't understand, um, we had that problem before, even if you go back to Reconstruction. And if you remember from a historic standpoint, when Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln debated, even Booker T. Washington, when they were debating and talking about the need for Reconstruction, um, and that would lead to the advancement of African-Americans. And you talk about the assassination of Lincoln. One of the big discussions was over the Reconstruction Plan, because Nixon went to Congress and he said, you know what? I do not want to hold ill will to my Southern folks, even if they were against the Union, but they are now joining the Union from a more perfect union. Yeah. But then there was debate that said, oh, we don't want to have them come in and we want to just expel them because all they're going to do is cause problems for us. And then you get to the assassination of Lincoln. And there was that big debate there. And he believed in a more perfect union, even though those Southern Democrats who believed in slavery, who did not believe in the rights of African-Americans, it's where you have that Democratic Party, and that's where it still lies today because we are continuing in a subservient um, role in the Democratic Party, even though we vote the majority. And perfect example, Joe Biden, okay, everybody waited till he got to South Carolina, but even when he stood before the voters of South Carolina, he didn't offer them a plan. He didn't offer them a vision. He just said, okay, vote for me. Right. And you know, CJ, he offered them in, in South Carolina what he thought would be some, as I say, black stuff. You know, he offered them some black stuff. And, and why is it we bite? Why is it our we bite on that? That, that kind of stuff. When Hillary Clinton gets into a black a, a Baptist pulpit, she turns into doing black stuff. You know, you know why do, are we patronized in that fashion? It's insulting to me. But why is that not that insult not 
reflected in, in, in our attitudes. Talk to us about it. Well, I think it's because we are an emotional um, culture, and that is who we are. We're not going to change that. Unfortunately, you know, people forget, and we get emotionally tied to I have a dream speech that Dr. King did on the mall. But we forget that his last major march was the Poor People's Campaign when he was shifting. And most people don't read his words as he was building up to that. It was the fact that we can no longer focus on social justice. We need economic justice. Amen. That Amen. was when he was she, he was shifting it's a debate to say, wait a minute, we need dollars in our community. We need to be able to really now support our black businesses because, yeah, we're going to be integrated into the society and we're asking for more, but we need to do more to support because we're going to have a plethora of people coming into our community and we're going to be having a plethora of black folks that are going to go out of our community because of advancement. That message has all been lost because we get stuck on, I have a dream. Exactly. And you know, CJ, economic justice. what, What good is it to be able to sit at the lunch counter and don't have any money in your pocket to buy the sandwich, you know, and, and that's what where King was indeed shifting to the entire, in fact, the entire content of character thing is about what you can bring to the table and not what you take off the table. That's what King was actually getting at. But you know what, CJ, I, I got to have you back. Tell everybody, because I have to get into this conversation with you and you and I can talk about this really good, but I, uh, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver is coming in behind you and Michelle, if I had known that, uh, this conversation could develop into what it is developing into. It has to be held over. So let's reschedule CJ so that we can discuss this. You brought it up. Uh, CJ Jordan is my guest. Uh, and that was what the black community was. I remember the dress shops. I remember the restaurants and the, the funeral parlors. And even though the theater, movie theaters in my, my city, uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, we had our own black movie theater, everything. You know, and business was booming. And CJ, I want to talk to you when I bring you back about where did that go was integration were we better people before integration and not that that was a bad thing or anything or integration was but we, we you and i i believe can talk about this in a way that sheds light on what actually happened right now though tell everybody how to get in touch with you how to bring you to a city church synagogue what have you near them talk to us well as i close again i want to thank you for having me and i want to leave this parting this parting thought before i get to that you know we got protesters protesting and, and, and tearing down our inner cities and black-owned business. I want someone to ask Joe Biden why did he and Obama cut the budget of the Minority Business Development Agency, close down regional offices, and it was President Trump. Because when I came into that office, we were at $32 million budget. That budget now is over $40 million. It's not a great deal of money, but each year he has increased that money to strengthen our minority business centers to help our black-owned businesses. And it's in a critical time being that COVID has closed a great many of those businesses along with Antifa burning them down. But folks can reach me by email at egpearl at yahoo.com. Echo Gamma, P-E-A-R-L at Yahoo.com. 
Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, listen, continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will, C.J. Jordan, because you are fighting the good fight. Again, thank you so much for being on here with me today. 